Well, thank you everybody for joining. My name is Kat. I'm head of community over at Block Party. Block Party is a curated drop experience as well as we run nft.org for decentralized swaps. And we have an NFT node that aggregates node data. And we do these every week with our friends over at Burrito Dow. And I am ready from Burrito Dow. I'm one of the artists on well, on tap at Burrito Dow. I am also one of the regular Spaces hosts. Um, we are a ar- mostly artist-run and artist-based collective, but we have people of all sorts uh, that make up the Burrito Dow organization. Um, and all those people play an integral role in bringing you guys like interviews with artists and IRL events. And in the future, we're going to have some merch and different types of content like um, some educational stuff on our blog. We're going to have some streaming uh, set up soon so that we will have some of our artists uh, giving insight to their process and stuff. So there's a whole bunch of stuff to look forward to from Burrito Dow in the near future. And we are very grateful that you guys are here spending your time with us because, again, there's a whole lot of stuff that you could be doing out there, and we're very grateful that you're spending your time here listening to Brett talk about their artwork. Hey, Brett. This is the part that you say hello and introduce yourself. My fault. I was trying to figure out uh, how to pin the, the pieces up here. Um, oh, no. Nah, I can tell you how to do it real quick. Oh, right. Okay. All right. So you click on whatever tweet you want. Click on like the arrow at the bottom right of it. Uh-huh. And oh, then at the top, okay, it'll cool. have the space next to a microphone. Beautiful. Thank you. Yeah, Yo, well, uh, there you go. I'm Brett. Uh, I'm a 3D animator um, based in Los Angeles, California. And yeah, I'm 20 years old. I've been uh, doing animation for like just a little over a year now. And yeah, now it's like it's really my main passion and like how I spend all my time. Well, Brett, I'm very glad to have you here, and I'm very excited to learn more about your process and about your artwork. Kat, did you happen to uh, have some questions to get things started, or do you want me to take the lead this time? Um, yeah, I can just kick it right off. So I know a couple weeks ago I saw Brett was doing an interview over with Chimera Dow, and I popped in. I started talking to him, and then I realized, oh, wait, I'm going to be talking with him in a couple <laughs> weeks. So I quickly stopped. Um but that said, uh, the time I was listening in on that space, Brett mentioned how old he was, and I was uh, kind of surprised uh, by how young he is. Um, and I was wondering, you know, when I look at a lot of your work, it has this throwback to PS1-style graphic feel to it. And uh, where does that come from, and where is that inspired by? Um, so that comes from when I was first, like, discovering... Um animation and blender and everything uh some of the the first like animators and artists that i discovered um people like they're not like super into the web three world so i don't know if everyone will know them but like people like alec west um and this instagram account it's called uh ch like ch64 or something like that um and this other guy josh his ad is um lunch money but they were all just doing that um that like PS1 sort of pixelated low poly style. And those were like the first um, pieces that I've seen where like it clicked for me that like um, you can make like your own animations. Like I only had known about animation for like movies and cartoons and stuff like that. I didn't know people were out here like making their own just personal pieces. So it was really just like my first exposure to 
animation as an art form, I guess. And um, so, yeah, it just was like the first imprint I had, really. Gotcha. Um, uh, on that same vein, uh, a lot of your animations tend to have a lot of negative space to them. And I was wondering if you could just chat a bit about that. Definitely, yeah. Um, I love, like, making things feel, like, uh, just open and, like, um, like, I'm super inspired just by the way that things look when, like, you do rough sketches in sketchbooks and stuff and just, like, having, getting that main idea there and then just having the rest of the space be open or maybe just, like, little things in the background. Um, and yeah, I don't know. It's just super interesting to me to not have a fully, um, like made up background and environment. I think another one of my, um, influences for that is just how sets are on like theater and like drama plays and stuff like that. They just, they only have the, the most necessary parts of the scene. Um, it's like, I guess, so there's no distractions. I know for that, it's just cause like of space on the stage and stuff, but that just, that really stuck with me. Um, I just found it super interesting to just only include like the necessary parts. Um, yeah. I also just, you know, like aesthetically how it looks, I think negative space is really fun to work with. Um, so yeah, I, I kind of there in my earlier works, I had a lot more background stuff going on. Um, I think now I'm leaning back more into having uh, fully white backgrounds and just fully solid color backgrounds um yeah it's really just like an aesthetic thing that i i find to be really pleasing and fun to work with did you do track and field when you were in high school no i didn't i played uh soccer and volleyball oh great Uh, and i'm sure you know where this question's (laughs) coming from i was kind of referring to your recent nifty gateway drop um oh the track themed one Yes. Yeah, that that wasn't the nifty job. That was just I did on foundation. Um, but oh, yeah, my apologies. Oh, no, no worries. That was just like it's called fresh start. It was just I wanted to make a couple pieces about you know how I was feeling um, going into the new year and just like being on this new artist journey that is like wasn't here for me last year. Um, so yeah, I was just exploring you know how I felt about this new year and try to you know um, just plan things out a little bit more. Um, so yeah, I thought fresh start and having it be like sort of a race track theme would was a cool little thing. But yeah, no, I I hate running <laughs> more than anything, so it's not pulled directly. Yeah, running sucks. Yeah. Cat Russell's a cross country kid. Boo. <laughs> I was, uh, and and I, I ended up picking up a piece from that drop as well. And I was eyeing the one of one during it, and I'm always a little East Poor JPEG rich, unfortunately. But, uh, yeah, I really liked that drop. Um, I think I've been following you since pretty early on in your career in NFTs. And I think there's something very unique about your style and how it fits in the NFT space. Uh, I think it's a very organic fit. And I was wondering your thoughts on that and how you would compare, like, do you think there's an organic fit? for traditional art and NFTs as well? Or what are your overall thoughts? Um, Well, first of all, I appreciate that. Uh, I think that's like a lot of people tell me that my style is like refreshing to them and that just like really means a lot to me. 
Um, and I'm also always like a little bit surprised that people are like, they feel like so close to it. Like they just, I don't know. It always shocks me that people like have such a close connection with like the work that I make. Um, and yeah, I think there's just so many, like, I think that's one of the big things about, um, web three and like the NFT space that at least I've noticed is that everyone has their own unique style and that's like what makes it beautiful. Like there's just, there's always new things. There's always people, you know, pushing their own perspectives and like sharing tools and all that. Um, so I, I don't know, to me, the whole space feels really organic and it's just like, there's a lot of room for everything basically, I think. Um, and in terms of like the traditional art world, I'm really not like, I don't know much about it at all. Um, I know there are a lot of traditional artists that are in the NFT space, but in terms of like the traditional art world, I really am uneducated about that. <laughs> um, I really should get educated about it. Um, but yeah, that's that's something that I think uh, it definitely will merge, and I'm super excited for that. Like that's one of my main goals is to like be in a traditional gallery or exhibit or something and be the only digital artist or the only animator in that. That's like. I think that would be so sick. So that's that's one of my main goals for sure in my in my career as an artist. Sorry about that dead space just then. Uh somebody was asking me a question IRL. <laughs> You're chilling. So um can we talk a little bit about how you found the nft space yeah i think um it was like it was during that the like the biggest boom like in what was like march of i, don't know, I think it was 2021 um and i was just learning about it i had only really known and like was only exposed to like all the pfp collections and stuff like that and uh i was just following those for like a few months um, and then I started to like realize more and more and start to find more and more artists that were also doing it and selling their work. Um, but it took me a while to actually start posting my own work and to be active on there. I think for like almost a year, I was really just observing and um, just watching how other people moved and just how the whole space worked. And I also wasn't too confident in my work at the time. Um, so I was kind of scared to put myself out there and put my work out there. Um, and then, yeah, I eventually, you know, got to a point where uh, there was a lot of like familiar faces that I was starting to interact with and I was feeling better about my work. I was like developing as an artist and I just felt more comfortable um, putting myself out there and putting my work out there. And I think that's that's really all it is, is like you just have to take that first step and, you know, not worry about what's going to happen. Um, and yeah, just throw your work out there and... Yeah, I'm really happy I did. I'm really happy I found this space. Like before this, like I had, I knew no other artists. Like all my other friends make music. I didn't really know any visual artists. So I didn't have a ton of inspiration or like friends to talk about art with. Uh, so yeah, I'm super grateful that I found this space. It's really, it's really been amazing. Do you feel that you can see any distinct ways that your style or like you personally have grown since you've entered the space? Oh, a hundred percent. Yeah. I've like, I feel like I'm still developing, developing it a lot. Um, but like 
my first like four or five um, pieces were all like none of them were animations. None of them were in the style that I use now. I was super inspired by Osborne at the time. So there's like a lot of hints of his, you know, work and inspirations in there. Um, and yeah, I really developed the style like in real time as I was selling them like Heatwave uh, and Smoke Break, which is the piece that's going to be displayed at um, Art on Tap. Like those were like the first two pieces I made in that style. And like now they're like some of my favorites and I know they're like favorites of a lot of um, people that follow me. So yeah, the style is really, it's new to me. Like <laughs> I'm still learning a lot about the, like the tools in Blender. Like I've just been teaching myself the past like year and a half. So I know there's still so much um, that I haven't discovered yet. And yeah, I'm really excited to see where my style goes. I know it's going to change for sure. There was a video game a while back called Risk of Rain, and uh, and I promise I have somewhere I'm going with this. I'm not just rambling. Um, but like when it came out, it was this like side scrolly, pixely game, and people liked it a lot. And then when the sequel came out, what was very interesting was they chose to do it all in 3D, and it was very much this like upgrade. Uh, and I was wondering. Is that something that you foresee in your trajectory personally as well? Like, do you think that at a certain point you'll release a series that's like higher res and like m more graphic or like the opposite, like maybe like even further deconstructed down into the like the 16 bit level? Um, that's a really good question. I honestly think um, it will go more graphic. Like, I've just the next piece um, that I'm releasing is like probably 80 percent of it is shot on camera or like a screen recording and then there's just like a few bits that are like animated and made to blender how i usually would so i've been doing a lot of just like experimenting with like process and like um yeah i've never ever included something that wasn't made in blender in any of my pieces and now for this next one like the majority of it is that um so yeah, that's going to be really cool to see like how, what I can do with that. And, you know, since it's shot on a camera, like the quality is a lot more, but uh, I've been like doing mixed media stuff too, like printing the frames out and scanning them. So that kind of brings like the textures back from it, you know, it takes some of the quality away from it. Um, but like, like the high quality, like realism isn't really something that I strive for. Um, so I don't know if I'll ever go that far to like, you know, movie quality or anything like that. Um, I find a lot of joy in, in textures and, and having things be, like, rough and, and pixelated. I think that's, like, my favorite thing about this style with, like, the black outlines and stuff, just, like, the roughness and the rawness of it. Um, so, yeah, I'm honestly not, I'm not too sure on, on which direction it's going to head. It's going to go either way. But I'm trying to not a lot of new things. Um, so I'm excited for that. And I'm excited for everyone you know, to see that and to see what they have to say about it. I think one thing that's interesting about your art is when I look at it, I always think in my mind, like, I would imagine that this artist is going to go through a glitch phase because glitch is so easy to snare the eye uh, because it's such a fast flashing mm -hmm. thing. It like demands your attention for more than six seconds. And the fact that you haven't gone through that glitch phase, I think is kind of 
inspiring almost because it seems to be the the meta within or one of the like the sub metas if you will but i was wondering what your thoughts are on like where glitch fits in the 3d world of art totally yeah there are a few pieces of mine that like maybe would be considered in that style where like like the character isn't moving but like you know there's noise and like stuff moving around um i don't know i love it i don't think i don't have a problem with glitch art i think um a lot of times it can be done really well it's not something that i really um personally would want to make on my own um just like aesthetically and i don't know i just love making things move more you know like that's like just the beauty of animation it's like characters moving around and stuff um so yeah i don't think i'll ever go too deep into that i'm actually like planning on going the opposite direction and doing a lot longer animations with multiple shots and you know stories and i really want to introduce dialogue uh into my work so yeah i think i'm actually heading in the opposite direction but I think there, you know, there's a really nice community around glitch art. There's a lot of amazing artists. Um, yeah, I think it's great. I think there's definitely a space for it. Yeah, and that wasn't a, a slight at glitch art. I uh, I collected as well. Um, it's more something that it it seemed to me very. Uh, I'm, not, I'm trying to find the right word. Uh, very approachable from your medium but at the mm. same time something that like would remove some of the depth because oftentimes i think of glitch more as aesthetic over depth mm. if that makes sense yeah yeah that makes sense i think that's a good point um yeah i don't know if i like i think i could if i wanted to but yeah i think you're right there's a lot of things that i would I would miss and like I feel like I wouldn't be able to put as much into the piece as I had wanted to because I don't I feel like speaking on oh, oh no you're good. I was just gonna say it, it to me feels like it is like kind of limiting um just in what you can do but yeah go for it uh speaking on like I guess depth and story and concept behind art when you're coming up with a piece, what does that process look like? At what point do you actually get behind the computer? Are you doing the napkin sketches? Are you writing like notes out? What's the beginning stages? Um, honestly, every single piece has been so different. Recently, I've been trying to do a lot more sketches and planning it out. Um, I never... Like, I would always plan out my pieces in my head. I would never, like, do a sketch and, like, plan out the composition or anything like that. I always, you know, would just do it as I would go. I thought that was, like, a really fun way to do it. Um, now I've been doing a lot more sketching and trying to, you know, have things perfectly planned out, especially because I, like, am trying to do multiple shots in my animation. So, like, making little storyboards and stuff like that has been super fun. Um, but other times, you know, I'll maybe be listening to a song or, like, I'll just like be on TikTok or something or I'll be reading and there'll just be like a phrase or something that like really strikes me or like brings back a memory that I had or an experience that I had and like instantly in my head like it'll click and I'll be like oh I need to make something about this you know sometimes I'll like get the title right away like I'll see the title I'm like oh I need to make a piece and that's going to be the title other times like the title will be the very last thing and like I'll see 
you know, like a shot, a random shot from a movie. And I'm like, oh, that composition is crazy. Like, let me see what I can do with this. Um, and then other times it's a lot more, uh, I guess, like organic. Like I'll just be going through something and I'll have this feeling. And I'm like, okay, I, I need to put this feeling somewhere. I don't want to talk about it. I don't want to write about it. So, you know, I'll just hop in, um, hop in Blender and <laughs> basically make the character go through the emotions that I'm feeling. Um, and yeah, I build it out that way. So it's really different. A lot of them are super planned out, super meticulously. Um, like everything has to be perfect. I know where everything is going. Other times I'm just like fully freestyling it, um, seeing where it goes and like making it in the moment. I think like Heatwave is like the big one for me. Like that was like the first one I made in this style. And that was the one that was just like fully in the moment. Like I was just sitting there in the middle of an actual heat wave sweating and I'm like super frustrated. So I just made this character like with their head on fire flinging around. Um, so yeah, that's a, that's a good example of like an organic one. And then like my other most recent one, eggshells was like super planned out. I already knew everything uh, that was going to happen with that one. So yeah, that's like, I don't know. I love that about art, how it, at least for me, it's never the same every time. The process is always always different and it's always fun uh and i always learn something new whether that's about myself or you know a technique or something like that like i'm just always finding something new uh and yeah i think that's like the most beautiful part about being an artist for me It really sounds like you have a lot of freestyle to your process, which is great. I think that'll um, ultimately help you evolve more as an artist by keeping yourself open to different forms of inspiration and exploration of ideas and processes and stuff. Do you feel that when you uh, find inspiration, it comes from more of an idea or an emotion that you start off with? Um, definitely emotion. I think that's, yeah, that emotion is usually the driving uh, force um, emotion or experience I guess those can go like hand in hand sometimes um, but yeah it's usually the emotion and then I'll you know try to figure out the best way maybe not the best way but you know the, the way that feels right for me to to express that um, but other times it's more conceptual like the fresh start um, collection there are emotions in there but the idea behind that was just about um, you know, the new start of the new year. So that was a little bit more um, about the idea versus uh, versus the emotions. But I think um, in general, in most of my work, it starts with the emotion. And even if it doesn't start with the emotion, that's something that um, I work for to like be like the main part of the piece and what people see or what people feel when they see it. Is there anything that for you, like, within your process lets you know that you've finished a piece? Or do you go back and change things, like, a hundred times or so? Like, what is the finish line, like, for you, piece by piece? Yeah, uh, that's a really good question. I actually, um, in the last space I did, we had a nice conversation about this. And um, it came down to, like, when I feel like I've basically said all I've needed to say and like put everything I've needed to put into that piece, um, that's when I'll know. Like a lot of times, like, you know, art is an outlet. I think that is a common thing for a lot of artists. 
So sometimes when like I'm going through something and I need to put it into the piece, like I'll work on it, I'll work on it. And then at some point, you know, I'll be like, you know what, like maybe like I've moved on, maybe I'm past this, maybe I've, you know, said everything I've needed to say. Or like, you know, maybe I've noticed that now I feel better after I've, I've worked on this piece, you know. Um, so that happens a lot. Um, other times it is, it's pretty hard to like, I almost have to tell myself to stop. Um, there have been times where I've done too much and then I had to like go back and like take things out because I'm like, this was just too much. Like it was fine beforehand. Um, but a, a big part of my process is coming back to it. Like I'll always say that I finished it and then like go to sleep but i'll know that like the next day i'm coming back to it and i just i think it's important to come back to things with like a fresh set of eyes on a new day like new feelings new everything and just you know look at it from a fresh perspective and um see what needs to change if anything or if anything needs to be taken out or added um i spend a lot of time when i have drafts just like literally just staring at it on loop until i notice something that i want to change or that I think is bad and that I want to fix. Um, so yeah, there's a lot, a lot of back and forth always. It can be, sometimes it can be frustrating, but I don't know. I think it's part of just part of the process. And I think it's really fun. As far as that all goes, um, I was also wondering what uh, art do you do outside of the digital realm? Are you a painter, a doodler? Like, where else do you hit in the art world? Um, currently, not much, really. Like, I'm really just, like, focused on um, getting better as an animator. Like, I, I go to animation school now. I just started that a few months ago. So that's really my focus. Um Beforehand, like, my first experience with, like, visual art was photography. I did that for, like, a few years in high school. Um, and then I started painting in, like, 2020, 2021. I was painting a lot before I had discovered um, Blender and animation. Uh, but, yeah, I'm, I'm really not too good at um, 2D art and painting. Like, I find it really therapeutic and really fun, but... Um, once I found animation and digital art, I found it a lot easier for me to get the concepts out that I wanted to, that I couldn't in painting. Um, so yeah, I gravitated towards digital art a lot more because of that. But painting is something that like, I still really love and it's something I really want to improve on and get better at um, when I have the time to. It just is really frustrating for me to learn because like, I'm just not technically skilled. Um, so yeah, I know like when I go to a paint, to paint something, I just know that the idea that I have is not going to be like what comes out. So that stops me a lot of times. Um, but yeah, other than that, I do doodle a lot. Um, like I said earlier, I, I'm trying to do a lot more sketches to plan out my pieces. So, um, yeah, I hope it becomes a bigger part of my work along with the mixed media stuff. I've been doing more, that's more just like outlines and adding effects and stuff. But I want to experiment with painting, like either painting over the background of an animation and having it mixed like that, I think would be pretty cool. But I'm definitely a digital artist at heart. Do you well, have any, sorry, I was, sorry, Kat, did you have anything specific you wanted to piggyback on that? Because I'm more than happy to let you fill in. 
Yeah, well, I was just going to add, um, you know, I was curious as far as when I think of creating, a lot of it's a very cathartic experience. And when I specifically think about animating, that word suddenly disappears. <laughs> so I was wondering, like, is that like results may vary? It's very cathartic for you to do animation or like, is it more of a you enjoy the challenge or how does that fit in your life yeah there are definitely multiple parts of like the animation process that um are like on on like opposite ends of the spectrum like for me like rigging a character makes me want to like pull all my hair out and just never open blender again um but then when i'm like actually animating and like putting in all the keys and stuff like i'm having a great time like I'm in the zone, I'm in the flow. That that part is super cathartic to me. Um, there are, yeah, there's just like... So like the bringing it to life is the fun part, but the building out the bones yeah. is obviously the more annoying yeah, part. Yeah, like there's just a lot of technical things that can go wrong and like things that you have to like find workarounds and little loopholes and stuff. Um, so yeah, when I'm making like a new character, I'm always like hesitant to get started because i just know it's like gonna be a pain um but once i get like everything ready to go and like ready to animate like then like i'm chilling and it's like smooth sailing from there um so yeah i guess it's more like setup versus uh actually getting into it is where like that switch happens there have definitely been times where i like i just wanted to quit forever because it was just so frustrating but it's worth it in the end to figure it out. Just, you know, a lot of YouTube tutorials and eventually you'll you'll figure out what you need to do. Do you have any specific character or story goals for the year ahead? Um, yeah, this new character, um, it's in my... I'd pinned it up there. I think it's the third one um, in Eggshells. That's the character that... That's like the, the head shape is when I was painting, I would always paint the head like that and like the eyes like that. So that has stuck with me. And that's a character that um, I'm really, like, I want to make a lot more, like, cartoony animations, like, in terms of, like, the actual character movement, like, just more flowy and just more fun and alive and stuff. Um, So I'm really, that's what I'm going to use this character for, is just really exploring how I can push um, my skills as an animator and to really bring this character uh, to life more than I have with any other character before. Um, and story-wise, I don't have anything planned yet, but I do, I really want to make, like, actual stories more than just, like, one-off pieces. Um, maybe, like, have multiple, like, series of animations, or if that's just one story, um, like, a minute-long animation with, like, multiple shots and stuff, um, is super intriguing to me. I did that a lot, honestly. I've made, like, a couple like minute long animations like when i was first learning um and there were like stories there's like my character nerve i don't really use him too much anymore um but yeah that was super fun so it's definitely something that i've done before so it's not as intimidating to me so i really hope to get into that this year just longer things more more focused uh storylines and yeah more lively characters Nice. Well, I'm very much looking forward to hearing more about the narrative of the uh, the multi-eyed character that you got going there. Thank you. Yeah, I'm I'm excited too. I don't 
right now I don't I don't know where it's gonna go. So <laughs> I'm I'm excited as well to see what happens. Oh, it's saying that we have a request from someone. Is it what is what's going on here? But I can't see it. Oh, cat got rugged. Give him a sec there. Because it's weird on my screen, I still see him. Can you hear me, bro? Yeah, I can hear you. Okay, word. Do you see Cat as co-host still? Um, On the Black Party account? Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Well, I don't want to remove him, because then that, that always worries me, but... We'll see. We'll see if he comes back. If not, I obviously uh, am more. Than, oh, there we go. What's up, cat? <laughs> oh, we'll see. We'll see if we get cat back. Um. Oh. 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 I do not know if Cat will be able to come back, but if not, we will carry this on. Carry this on without them. We'll miss you, Cat. More than capable. Yeah, we will miss Cat if Cat cannot come back. But it shows Cat is being up here right now. This is so strange. And I know that if I try to remove him from the space, he'll he won't be able to join back. So that's why, like, I I try to not touch it. But, um, all right, well, you know what? Since we're about halfway through the space, I'll do a little recap here. Again, thank you to everyone for tuning in. This is one of our weekly uh, joint ventures between Block Party and Burrito Dow. Cat uh, Russell is representing for Block Party, and I'm ready from Burrito Dow representing um, for us. And we're here with Brett Prendergast. Very happy to have Brett here talking about his artwork. It's been an incredible interview so far. And... If you missed any of this interview, you can check it out on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or anywhere you get your podcast. Podcast, whoops, or um, on our Twitter archive because this is recorded. So if you missed any part, please feel free to uh, give it a listen and don't miss anything. So again, thank you guys for spending your time with us. We're very grateful to have you guys here. Nope, Cat Russell is is coming up on the Cat Russell account. Come on, let me click. There we go. All right. Uh, yep. Hey, I'm really sorry. I got rubbed hard just then. Like, it was showing I was still in the space, but nothing was happening. Well, we're glad you're back. These spaces are not the same without you, Cat. So what did I miss? Oh, um, nothing much. We pretty much just talked about you being gone. Mm. <laughs> and then I did a little I did a little recap because it was like halfway through the space. Okay, that makes sense. Well, we should probably yeah. jump back into talking to Brett, though. That sounds great. <laughs> All right. So, Brett, I was wondering, uh, since you've been an NFT artist now for a little over a year-ish, give or take, uh, who are some of the most underrated artists in this space like the people that you follow that just aren't getting enough love man um 
That is a good question. Um, I think Crown Leak. Y'all know Crown Leak. He's a, an amazing painter and artist. He really like making all these masterpieces um, and selling them for the low. Like people are getting some real steals. Um, I also think East is an incredible artist. I love her work. Um, also, well, I don't know. He actually does admit his work, but Carlos, if you guys know Carlos knows not, he's like an incredible animator. He makes like, he's doing this fisheye series with like a little camera dude with legs. He's like on part five. I think he's like one of my favorite animators and he definitely does not get a lot of, or enough love. Um, yeah, I think those are those are some of them. There are a lot. I think I think every artist deserves like love from everybody in the world. Like every artist can always get more love. Yeah, um it's it's definitely been strange the past few months how siloed it's all become because it didn't feel that way I'd say last year at this time. Uh, and I think that just has to do with algorithms and everything else. But I was wondering, where else do you present your stuff outside of Twitter? Are you on Instagram? Uh, you know, do you run like a Twitter group, a, a Discord? How else do people find you? Um, really only on Instagram is the only other place uh, that I put my work. It's been cool because when I first started out on here, like... Uh, I had like no followers on Twitter and like Instagram was my main thing. Um, and now that's completely flipped. And like, I base I don't get shit on Instagram basically. And like everything is on Twitter. Um, I need to make a website. I'm super, I've been seeing a lot of cool websites recently with like really interesting designs and like super interactive things. Uh, I think that'd be super cool to build out and just like have my own place to like fully, fully design and fully present my work. Uh, in the best way. I think that would be pretty cool. Speaking of interactive, have you ever considered doing a more interactive NFT? I know that those are starting to gain steam in the space. Yeah, that seems pretty cool. I honestly, like, I don't even, I can't even comprehend, like, how those work. Like, that's something I would have to do a lot of research about or, you know, find someone who can help me learn. But, yeah, those are super sick. Um well, the most recent one that I saw was uh, Bojan. He did it for uh, Luca's Parched uh, Poem contest. And it was like, you could scroll over with your mouse and like have, it had like two versions and it would like reveal it as you scrolled over. It was so sick. And yeah, I've been seeing a lot of them, like the day and night ones, how it changes. That, I don't, I don't understand how that works. That's just, that's really cool. But yeah, that's something I think would be cool. I don't know how I would do it or what exactly I would do. Um, but yeah, it's definitely super interesting. I love to see that people are doing that and, you know, experimenting, having fun with the technology. It's super fun to see. Speaking of, um, experimenting, have you ever done any collabs since you've been in this space? Cause I, I don't think I've seen any on my timeline, but maybe I missed it. Um, yeah, I've done one, uh, it was like a series of two pieces um, with this artist, Japangu. It was like both of them were still pieces, still 2D pieces, which was super like new to me. And it was super fun to do that. Um, when was that? That was back 
in that was in December, like the end of December. Um, yeah, that's the only one right now. I do, I do, I am working on one right now, but I don't want to say who with yet because until like it's all you know done and stuff. But expect that soon. I think collabs are something that I really want to do more. Uh, also, like I don't know, it's interesting to like. It would be interesting for me to collab with a, you know, like a 2D artist or a non, someone that doesn't make animations and to just see how we could like build off each other's work and like which direction we would go. And I think that would just be fun to see. So yeah, I'm definitely looking to do that a lot more. When you did your collab, um, what does your collab process look like or did it look like with that other artist? Because I'm always interested in that because that's one of those things that is so variable depending on like who happens to be working with who, you know, in yeah. some instances it's like you're doing the essential, like essentially like mailing it back and forth and everybody's adjusting it. And other times it's like, here's the first half you finish it. Like what did it look like for you? Yeah, it was super back and forth. It was like, we were basically playing ping pong with the, the Photoshop file. Like he sent me, basically he sent me like, I think like three or four uh, like rough concepts that he had. They were like just like um, little background environments and stuff. Um, he just sent me those and like was like, yo, mess around with these any way you want. Um, so I found one that had a ladder in it and I love ladders. So I'm like, I'm going to use this one. Uh, and I made my character like falling off the ladder and I sent it back to him. Um, and then he like had painted over the character's legs, like gave him a little outfit and like changed the pose and like put fire on his head and then sent that back. And then like I changed like the camera angle and like um, readjusted the positioning again. And yeah, we just went like back and forth, back and forth a ton of times um, until we both felt like uh, we had done enough and felt like that it was ready. Um and there are two pieces that we did. And the first one, we went a lot more like back and forth. The second one was a little bit more like we kind of had a plan. Um, and it was more just like he sent me his half and I finished it off. Um, but yeah, it was it was so much fun to like uh, send it off and like not know what he was going to do to it. And then like he would send back different versions and like it was like Christmas a bunch of times in a row. <laughs> it was super fun. I think this is like the second or third time you've mentioned fire uh, during this interview. And I was wondering when you think of fire, what does that symbolize to you? Well, it started with uh, that heat wave piece where I was literally, it was like 110 degrees. And I was just, I actually had felt like my head was on fire. Uh, and then once I made that character, it just looked super cool to me. So, um, yeah, I, it just came back. I've used it in two pieces. Um, so it's yeah, more about the aesthetic visual than an underlying symbolism there overall. Yeah, it, it doesn't really hold, yeah, like a, a meaning or anything like that to me. At least, you know, that I've discovered yet. I think that is something that is so interesting to me about art. Like, there have been times where, like, I would be working on a piece and either in the process or after I finished it, like, I would realize something and I'm like, oh, like this like is connected to either something in my life that I wasn't intentionally doing or like to something else in the piece or like even to another piece of mine, <clears throat> excuse me. Um, but yeah, I think 
that's just so cool, like how that can work. Um, but yeah, the head on fire is more uh, of an aesthetic thing. And I've only used it twice for like, um, both of those pieces are connected. Like one of them is the fire one and one of them is the rain one. Um, so yeah, I'm not sure if I'll use them again, but yeah, we'll see. Fire is cool though. Just in real life, I love fire. I'm always like playing with lighters and shit. Dude, fire is pretty cool. Yeah, it's it's awesome. I love like we used to have a what's it called? What's that? <laughs> Where do you like? Oh, yeah, a fireplace. That was so stupid to me. A fireplace, and I would just like stare at the flames <laughs> moving back and forth. It's just like mesmerizing. It is pretty mesmerizing. I'm not gonna. I I love looking into the fire. There's another it's animator. Awesome. Oh, my bad. Ready? Oh no, you're good. Um, there's another animator in this space named Ryan Anderson, and a lot of his work is very focused around nostalgia. And I was wondering if you could just tell us something nostalgic that like comes up com- when you think of nostalgia. Like, what do you think of? Mm. Off rip, uh, Danny Phantom cartoon oh, nice. came to head. That's a lot. Like, I just got a projector recently. And I've just been playing like old cartoons on loop. Um, so I think that's that's like the thing that comes right away is just like watching cartoons on the weekend with my brothers in front of the TV and then like playing like the GameCube games. I remember we would like watch Rocket Power and then we had the Rocket Power game. So it was like a whole little universe that we were doing. So yeah, I think cartoons are, are like a big thing in terms of nostalgia. Let me check the time. I see that we're about 50 minutes in. This is usually when we open it up to questions. So, um, ready? Are you, are you ready? Yeah, I'm most certainly ready to open it up for some questions. Okay. Well, if anybody has questions, feel free to raise your hand or, uh, ask to speak and just come on up. In the meantime, I know ready. I've been kind of hogging the mic uh in bursts if there's anything that uh i've been stealing your time away from asking oh no you're good cat russell so brett um is there anything in particular that never would come up in an interview that you would like to chat about is there like some deep passion of yours that's just in the unknown that no one would think to ask? Um, I think, yes. And I was actually planning on making a piece about it soon. Uh, I used to be in love with playing piano. Like, as a kid, that was, like, my whole thing. Like, I took, like, lessons at school. I'm, like, so blessed that we had lessons available at school. Like, I started in kindergarten. Um and I would like take lessons every week and it was amazing. And then like in like middle school or whatever, like I started to get too in my head about it. I'm like, Oh, playing piano isn't cool. You know? So I quit for that reason, which now is like one of my biggest regrets ever. Um, so yeah, I think, I don't think that's something that anybody would ever, you know, expect to hear from me, but uh, I plan on making a piece about that soon. Just like about how I miss, piano and like the regrets that I have about quitting I hope one day you know I could maybe pick it back up it's a little 
you know, less accessible of a hobby. Um, but yeah, I think that'd be you don't cool. just have piano lying around, <laughs> right? But yeah, um, I love music in general. Um, so yeah, it was super cool to be able to play piano. It was like, it was like therapy, which was awesome. I definitely miss it. I actually grew up playing piano and uh, took a break for many years. And when I moved into my most recent house, I got a piano for it. And one thing I noticed was that like the memory and the ability to read and everything is there, but all the muscle memory is gone. And it was a mm -hmm. very interesting thing to discover that like I could see the sheet music, I could know how to play it. And then it's like my fingers are drunk trying to attempt it. Yeah. No, I feel that that happened to me too recently. Like, like in your brain, it feels like you should know exactly what's going to happen, but your, your fingers just can't keep up with you basically. That's stressful. I don't know if it's stressful. Like it didn't stress me out. It was more a just surprise that like you look, you lose it and it's not like riding a bike because it feels like riding a bike. Like, you know, everything, you know how to do it. It's like, if you tried to ride a bike, but then like you just kind of forgot how feet work. <laughs> hmm. Again, I'm not positive if that made me feel better, Cat Russell. <laughs> I, I might be a little alarmed if I was riding a bike and then I forgot how my feet work. Yeah, that wouldn't be ideal. Uh, so, Brett, uh, I know that we are coming up on the end of the hour. I don't see anybody asking to come up with burning questions and desires. Was there any, you know, final thoughts that you had that you wanted to oh, share yeah, with the world? From Luca. Oh, Whoops. Hey, Luca. I don't think you could see it because you were co-host, Cat. I mean, that because you were just a speaker, you weren't co-host anymore. Unless you could not see from the block party account. But Luca's coming up anyway. The, the suspense was killing me. <laughs> well, I'm, you know what? We needed, we needed some suspense. <laughs> What's going on, everybody? What's going on, Brett? Hey, how's it going? I, uh, I've just been kind of curious about uh, the new character in Eggshells. Like, what sort of spurned that decision to create a new character and such a, a striking one at that? I think I was just getting bored, honestly. Like, uh, with, like, the character that I had been using a lot. Um, and also, like, since that character doesn't have a face, like, I've been feeling, like... I've been wanting to have um, my characters have more expression and just more um, personality to them. Um, so I think I can do that a lot more with this character. Um, but yeah, when I was like, I've had this character for a minute. Like if you scroll back on my Instagram, it's one of the first uh, things I ever made in, in Blender was like this, a render of this character ahead uh, just spinning. And I like, I said in the caption, like, like this, this character means a lot to me. Like I know it's gonna stick with me for a long time. Um, and then I kind of left it alone for a while and now it's kind of crept its way back. Um, and it's actually like on my wall in my room, I have a few paintings with this character, like not the exact character, but like the head shape and all of that. Um, so yeah, it's just like, I don't know. 
when I was like painting and drawing, it just was my natural way to like draw the head. Um, so I just decided to stick with it. And I think it looks really cool in 3D. I'm really glad it worked out. Uh, and then like it was able to translate. Um, but yeah, that, I think that's the main part. I just wanted a bit more um, like expression and like ability for people to connect. Cause like now you can look in the character's eyes, which um, you could never do in any of my pieces before. I definitely agree that it's a, a great piece and that it's, you know, one of the easier ones to connect to. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you again for collecting that one. Is there anything you directly feel that like you're most excited to work on next, like immediately? Um, yes. Uh, I'm working on, uh, some stage visuals. Um, I mean, it's not, I don't know if I could say who for, but for right. some stage visuals, which is so cool to me, like to be able to, um, like see my work on stage and shit is gonna be so sick. Yeah, um, dude. Yeah, that's awesome. And uh, the concept for that one actually is like a video game uh, character selection screen. Very so that's cool. like, yeah, super different from like the stuff that I do. So yeah, it's been fun to like plan that out. I get to design like basically a fake video game, like however I want and like all the menus and stuff. Like it's gonna be super fun. I'm really yeah, excited. Yeah, sick. Yeah. Are you able to leak to us uh, where that'll be at? Uh, yeah, it's for Coachella, which is so exciting. Whoa! <laughs> yeah, it's none of the like the bigger artists, but yeah. Um, hey I'm man, super if they're performing at Coachella, that's pretty big. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's that's pretty sick. I'm excited about it. You should be pretty proud of yourself for that, man. Thank you. Yeah, I like. I don't know. I used to do a lot of commissions. Um, for a lot of like, just like random artists that would hit me up for like visualizers and stuff. Um, and then, yeah, I kind of stopped doing those for a while so I could focus on, you know, building up my own portfolio and my personal work and stuff. But from time to time, like if the right opportunity comes, you know, I'm, I'm down to like do a commission like that. So it's been a cool experience. It's always different, like. Because, like, for that, you are taking someone else's concept, basically, and, and realizing it for them. So it's kind of a different process, which I think is beneficial. As an artist yeah, it's to a just, totally yeah. different form of collaboration. Yeah. Well, ready? Brett, Luca, was there anything else that we should go over today? I think I'm all good on my end. I think, yeah, I think we covered a lot. It was great. Yeah, this is a great interview. Glad, glad we actually had people turn up too. I was, uh, I'm not gonna lie, I was a little worried, but we had a good turnout. Yeah, shout out to everyone that came by. Thanks yeah. for listening. I appreciate all you guys. Definitely, shout out to everyone who pulled through. Really appreciate you guys. Well, Brett, uh, I'm sure you're aware, but I'll be you know, watching what you put out in the future and always trying my best to retweet it and show it love. Uh, Cause I think that, you know, your style in particular really resonates with me and 
you know, it kind of hits all the right buttons. It hits a little bit of nostalgia. It hits a little bit on the experimental and like, I just really am happy that you're a creator in this space. Thank you, man. That, that really means a lot to me. I really appreciate you. Yeah. You make great stuff, Brett. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. But I think Kat said it uh, really well earlier. It's like a very web three native feeling like organic style. It doesn't feel forced. It, it just does feel like it belongs here. That, that brings me a lot of comfort. You know, sometimes like I deal with imposter syndrome sometimes, you know, I think For a lot sure. of people do so that yeah i really appreciate you guys saying that yeah no problem thanks for making what you'd make ready why don't you uh take us out today if that works for you yeah of course well everyone from us here at burrito dow and cat russell here at block party uh on behalf of uh everyone i just want to say thank you guys for tuning in to this joint uh artist highlight interview with brett pren we are very happy to have had this conversation very grateful to brett for spending this time with us we have had a wonderful conversation about art and you, if you have missed out on any of it you will be able to check out um, our Twitter archive, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and our YouTube channel at a later date. So you won't have to miss any of it if you weren't able to catch all of it. And from everyone here at Burrito Dow, I think that's going to be a wrap. And we'll catch you guys at the next one. All right. See y'all. Peace, everybody.